In an age where fate brought forth heroes and voiceover artists sounded like they'd smoked 20 a day for 20 years, four names would resound down the ages. The whole world would tremble before their names. El Presidente, Fake and Real Keiths, and Crumbly. Their deeds would echo down the ages as their epic saga known as Staggering Stories Podcast number 45 is told. Welcome, welcome, welcome once again to the show. I'm Crumbly. I'm Fake Keith. I'm Adam. And I am the real Keith. He's getting more and more theatrical every time. He is. He's a lovey. <laughs> yeah. He's a, a thespian. Thespian. sweetie. A thespian. A lesbian? <laughs> Thes. Thes. Oh, sorry. Thespian. It's just it would have explained so much. <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> okay. Quivering and trembling with anticipation. <laughs> What's he been doing? I don't know. <laughs> it's time to dive feet first into the news with El Presidente. News update. Doctor News. Casting news. Oh, oh. Do we have a little bit on casting news? We do. Okay. We don't really know what they're going to play, but we have names of people. Actors. Uh, we have Gillian Anderson. Gillian Anderson as in The X-Files. Oh, yes, yes. Miss Scully. She is going to be in Series 5, opposite mm. Matt Smith. Mm. Mm. Leave. Mm. Is she a new companion? Possibly. I doubt it. There, there are rumours. There are rumours. Yes. I'm not sure if we want to... <laughs> yeah, I, I know what, what El Presidente is like with rumours and mm. spoilers. And that would be I amusing said. that do- the Doctor's like eight years old and his companion's 52. <laughs> <laughs> She's well, quite well, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. every It's every man's dream to be broken in by an older woman. Oh, please. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be cut. Uh, Talking of which, then, we've got Claire Bloom. Mm -hmm. What's she been in? She's well known for playing Blanche in a streetcar named Desire. Mm -hmm. Blanche Dubois. Indeed, in London and New York. Yes. So, on the stage. I can't say I recognise the name, but she's quite well known, I believe. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, she's very well known on stage and screen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She's quite um, mature in years, (laughs) isn't she? I think think her her famous period was... uh... The 1800s. (laughs) No, (laughs) that was uncool. <laughs> completely unlike you. Oh. <laughs> but uh, her period of fame was late 50s, early 60s, oh. I believe, Hollywood. Mm. Mm. Speaking of the 1800s, yes. June Whitfield has also been cast. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. <laughs> Along with David Harewood. They're going to be in the 2009 Christmas special. Yes. Mm. Tracy Simpson will be producing, and she says, This is another classic piece of casting from Andy Pryor and his team. June is practically television royalty. (laughs) (laughs) And David Harewood is in Robin Hood at the moment. Mm. For a talk. Oh, is that who he is? Mm -hmm. Uh, He's just started, Mm -hmm. haven't they? Mm, That's right, yeah. Uh, Tracy Simpson said, We've been trying to lure David to Doctor Who for some time. Now, at last, the date's fitted. Ooh. Well, quite. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, I can't say I recognise him. I obviously know him from Robin Hood, but I don't. Yeah, I can't recognise him from anything else. Before, no. I've got to admit, that's probably very remiss and lax of me. But. Yeah, probably. But June Whitfield, of course, is in absolutely fabulous, Fab- yeah. and before that, 
Terry for older viewers. Terry, Terry and June. June. Yeah. <laughs> Quite a few um, carry-on films. Carry on, mm. yeah. Have you noticed that now, though? Because she's a lady of a certain age, they've got her advertising funeral services. <laughs> yeah, have they? Yeah. What? A, that's got to be a really, a really bad <laughs> stage in your career when producers think, right, the only thing they've got left is death. <laughs> so well. let's get them advertising funeral costs. Yeah. Or, or last of the summer wine. Yeah. Well. I think everyone last of the summer wine is already dead. <laughs> well, only clinically. <laughs> Oh, more Heroes news. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like um, for the next season, they're pruning the Im- uh, amount of episodes down. Ooh. Yes, apparently from 25 to um, between 18 and 20. Mm. Mm. Yeah, apparently, uh, the cutbacks were ordered because the show's latest episodes may have invigorated fans. Yeah, the storylines dictate um, the episodes are more condensed. Mm. Yes, I can get more mm. in. Yes, apparently, it's, you know, it's all part of a trend. I mean, sort of ABC ordered only sort of 16 to 17 episodes of Lost. Mm. And uh, CBS's Harper's Island is only 13 episodes. Well, mm. it, I, think, I think it probably will benefit because well, yeah. casting my mind back to uh, Battlestar Galactica mm-hmm. first season of that was only 13 episodes long because that's what they uh, hired it for at end of season the second season was 22 and it was still good but it was flabby there was a lot more padding episodes yeah. same with Sarah Connor Chronicles yeah. the first season 13 yeah. was better yeah, it was, it was tight it wasn't, didn't have any extraneous episodes where nothing happened yeah You've got or to have some like amazing writing to make oh God, yeah. it 22 episodes work. Yeah. Which they tried to do by splitting it up into two halves, haven't they, with mm. Heroes? Yes. Again, you have two plot lines or yeah. two story arcs for that to work. And sometimes they do. It was just the one story arc, over, again, still over 22 episodes. Yeah. Wolverine. The opening of Wolverine has been delayed in Mexico. Can you <laughs> guess why? That's uh, true. <laughs> That's right. Do sombreros? You're idiots. Thank you. Paramount, of course, having spotted a bandwagon, have jumped on it and declared that there's a delay to the opening of Star Trek in Mexico due to the outbreak of swine flu. And word is Sony is considering a delay to Angels and Demons. What an overreaction. Well, it's no big deal because nobody's probably going to go and see Angels and Demons because um, the Da Vinci Code was such a turkey anyway. I was. <laughs> I think it looks quite good. Well, <laughs> you fly to Mexico then and watch it. No, I just it. thought I'd go to the cinema and watch it. <laughs> so you have what? to pay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pay with your health. <laughs> That's right. Or your life. God, such a bunch of... Oh. <laughs> Theatre change in Mexico have shut down to prevent the spread of the new strain of flu. Of course, this is completely out of date now because they've just decided on the news today, which is... What Monday? Monday. That actually, it's not that bad after all. So, by the well, time by, by the time the well, they've they've said in Mexico. Oh, really? It's oh, okay. Just mm. not that bad after all. They may have over um, estimated the number of deaths. And I'm sorry if that sounds <laughs> totally. Do we the dead or alive? Caused by the oh, virus. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I, know, I was dead, but I got better. <laughs> I was dead, but I got better. <laughs> I know it sounds totally heartless, but given the amount of people who die each year yeah. to regular flu yeah. or on our roads, this has just been totally hyped up overreaction by the people at the World Health Organization. Um, Terminator Salvation. Yeah. Arnie Ooh. is back. <laughs> 
Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yep, 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 yep. The governator. Uh, yeah, yeah, the governator. Uh, apparently, they have worked on some CGI footage mm-hmm. and have digitally mapped a body cast mould of Schwarzenegger that was taken when he played... Um, the Terminator for the first movie. I was yeah. going to say, they couldn't do it now, could they? He's um, <laughs> less than buff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, apparently buff. They're, they're, they're taking the digital pictures and mapping Schwarzenegger's face on another actor's body for uh, a couple of scenes. Nah. So the original Terminator will be in the film. He can't act any <clears throat> worse. No, true, true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently, uh, the governor has seen the resulting footage, and has given his approval. Ah, oh, oh. good. Excellent. <laughs> so, so the original Terminator is going to be in the latest film. That'll still be rubbish. <laughs> we'll see. Mm. <laughs> Any more news? Ardman Animations. Ooh, hey, Wallace oh, and Gromit. Uh, yeah, the creators of Wallace and Gromit. Cracking toast. Or, uh, have announced another two-film deal with Yay. Sony Pictures. One is called Pirates, yep. <gasps> based on the pirates in an adventure with scientists, apparently. A best-selling series of books by Gideon Defoe. Oh, so these aren't going to be Wallace and Gromit, are they? They're not Wallace, They're not no. Wallace and Gromit, unfortunately. Uh. This one is uh, it's going to be Claymation, I believe. Something about a group of pirates who journey to London and meet Charles Darwin. Okay. With a talking chimp named Mr. Bobo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's know. going to have Reagan in it, then? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. I oh, know, the only US president to play second fiddle to a chimp. <laughs> yeah. And the other one, which is going to be CGI, strangely, for Arden. The other one's a game called Arthur Christmas, yeah. which is going to tackle the question of how Father Christmas delivers all presses in one night. So it's a summer blockbuster, then. <laughs> I imagine it is. <laughs> I'm not sure about them venturing out of claymation. That's their, well, that's yeah. their, their well, thing, they is have, claymation. They did it with, yeah, with Flushed Away. Yeah, flushed that away. was all, all a CGI Oh, was it? Yeah, but it was but done in the style yeah. of their animation. Yeah. The big teeth. I mean, the, yeah. theme, the theme was, I mean, uh, DreamWorks you know, had, a, had a very big hand behind it. So, oh, I mean, well, that's why the, the humour in it was more, um, I wouldn't say gross out. It was mm. gross out, yes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see, because looking bad on that front, the Wallace and Grant film didn't do that well. Didn't it? Mm. Is that the uh, bread one? No, no. The Curse the, of the, the, the Weir. Oh, the Curse of the Weir. Right. Mm. But apparently they are going ahead on this with oh, a couple well. more films. Mm-hmm. Not Wallace and Gromit, though, sadly. No. No. Shame. Mm. There's such a different look mm. when you're working mm. with clay than if it's all done on a computer. And, yeah, it'd be a shame if I they mean, um, venture away from well, it. Well, sort of harking back to what I said, I mean, sort of the difference flushed away was, I mean, sort of the humour. It was very much geared to the American market. Yeah. As yeah. opposed to the very sort of idiosyncratic humour of uh, Wallace and Gromit and uh, Chicken couldn't Run. be more English if it tried. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it, yeah. Any more news? That looks like it. Short news week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've no addendums. So I have failed you. I do apologise. <laughs> okay. I'll throw myself upon my sword. Okay. Oh, I mean, no, no, don't. Please. I'd miss you. The children would wonder where you are. Go on then. <laughs> Why? Are you th- don't throw yourself on your spoon. <laughs> Death oh, by spork. Spork. Death by spork. <laughs> you got cake on your jumper now. Mm. <laughs> I'm just going to have to go in the wash. We have all had cake. We have. Yeah. Oh, we have. Oh, yes, yes, we yes. have. Because we've uh, had a yeah. birthday. Do you know why? Yes. <laughs> Whose birthday did we have the cake for? It was El Presidente's Presidente. birthday. Oh. And he's 58. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe 35. Might last a few years. We got him a card. We Show did. everyone your card. Oh, here's a card. Yep. you like the look of it. Not the sound. That's what we all think of you. 
You smell funny. <laughs> All right, you can That's close enough. the card now. <laughs> please, close, please close, close the card. <laughs> Thank God. Oh dear. You ever begin to regret something? Completely. I'm getting a quiet card next year. So yes, many happy returns oh, to El yes. Presidente, yep, who's yep. very old indeed. Yep. Yes. And the head of Pertwee is smiling down oh, on him. Benevolent Hello, head of Pertwee. Hello, head of Pertwee. Hello, Pertwee's head. Do you share a birthday? Don't think so. Because we haven't had a birthday for no. him. <gasps> He's very secretive. He is. Yeah. But that, oh, I don't know. Back in February, he did look very cross that he one did. time. He did. So perhaps that's when his birthday is. He, he was is. wearing the party hat and had the uh, little It was. Yeah. Yeah. We should yeah. have taken the hint. Should have done. Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, next year, then. The yeah. curse of Pertwee's head will be upon us. It mm. will be. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, tell you what, let's talk about something else. <gasps> Ooh, what are we going to talk about? Um, Doctor Who? Hmm. <gasps> Well, we can't talk about Doctor Who because we haven't got a Doctor Who segment. No? No? Segment segment gone? Yes. But to make up for it... Sad now. Yes. Three of us went to a convention. Oh, yes. Last month. Yes, we We did. We went to Invasion Embarking. So we'll talk about that. Okay. So there we were, embarking Deeply in Essex, yep. all expecting to see the brilliant, big, bad Bernard Cribbins. Yeah. Big, bold, bollocking Bernard. <laughs> okay. Shall I do we do that? Yes. No, just don't do it at all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, due to prior commitments, he wasn't there, so we were no. sad. I think he, he was actually working on the show. I think he probably was. A bit of filming. <laughs> but all was not lost, yep. because the Colin, Colin. Baker... Oh, yeah. May catch up and, and match be upon be upon him was there you're very sad very sad (laughs) (laughs) Michelle Ryan is meant to be there too but she had to pull out yeah El Presidente sulked all day (laughs) he took off his I love Michelle badge and t-shirt yeah (laughs) put the chloroform away (laughs) hid the gag (laughs) (laughs) okay so who was on the um, who was on the guest list we had to say the Colin Baker Uh, Christopher Owen, Peter Sellier. Oh, he was in Time Flight, wasn't he? Yeah. Alexandra Moen, mm-hmm. Lucy Saxon. Mm-hmm. Victoria Alcock, who was on the number 200 mm-hmm. bus. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Joseph Milson, who was. We saw the him the other night, didn't father we? Father of. Uh, what's his name? He was in Ashes to Ashes. That's what we saw. He was him. with a beard. Yes. Yes. I didn't recognise him. He was yes. a nasty man. I tried to <laughs> place him. I knew I saw him, but I couldn't place him until right at the end. But I just rewatched it today and I still didn't make the connection. Richard Briers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'd totally forgotten he was going to be there. Yeah. Annika Wills. Yes. Uh, you were going to say Annika Rice. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, certainly not. Oh, I just got visions of her wearing those jumpsuits in the bottom. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Juliet Cohen, mm-hmm. Mark Strickson, yep. and Lisa Bowman. Bowman she's what Bernice, Bernice in the Big Finish. Yes, and yeah. she was in Survival as well. Yes, mm-hmm. and she was in Casualty. Yes. yes, she was a nurse in an ambulance. She for, got stabbed for a small period. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. lots and lots of people. There yeah, was. Yeah, there was. My personal favourite. Now, being being old conventioners, we'd seen the Colin Baker before. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. We we drunk with him. You know, we <laughs> we worshipped him from afar. <laughs> My favourite of the day. Was was Annika Wills, who I 
think she's she's a little bit daft and yeah. just, just from beginning to end it's a good job it was a one woman thing yeah she had a, an interviewer on the stage with her but it's like he wound her up and just let her go and <laughs> she jumped from topic to topic subject to subject it was like a stream of consciousness she would finish one sentence and start the following sentence with "Ooh, and that reminds me and Oh, she spoke about her spirituality, her family, her career. Amazing woman. Absolutely adored her. El Presidente was less impressed, but then he's he's a grumpy old man now. I've got to admit, the the first thing that's come to my mind when sitting listening to her was, that's a five-year-old. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's... it's, uh, Attention span of a gnat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But no, I thoroughly enjoyed listening to her and I bought her books. Yes. Yes, because <laughs> she just fascinated me. It seems to be these conventions is one person that will fascinate me and the rest are like, oh yeah, well that's fine. Because last time it was um, Gillian Brown. Mm. She was yeah. just a fascinating speaker. Yeah. And the same with Annika Wills. They're remarkably similar, but one it was her first convention, the other one that's... Yeah, she's year. become an old hand, hasn't yeah, she? Yeah, Considering yeah. she... Old hand, did you say? Hand. <laughs> <laughs> Considering she was... Um, pretty untouchable for years wasn't she yeah. they didn't know where the heck she, she'd she gone she isolated herself she vanished off the face of the yeah. earth and then yeah. someone found her in the was it the late 90s yeah. after too many drugs probably <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, one thing I will say about uh, convention week was it um, a panel type convention or was yeah. it sort of sit, I mean, sort of sit down um, sort of sign autographs it bit was a little bit of column A a little bit of column B mm-hmm. there, were, there were a certain section where you, they would sit down and uh, sign autographs mm-hmm. and then the ones that weren't sitting down signing autographs were on the stage ah, giving right. a, a mm-hmm. question and answer so it's still very, a very regimented format mm-hmm. yeah, it's I mean, not the sort of format I prefer but no, it seems to be the way mm-hmm. things are going yeah, at the it's moment not, it's how, not the old leisure hive how many people would you say were there uh, probably a couple hundred yeah. Yeah. I yeah, think it was at least a yeah. hundred at least a hundred oh, more than a hundred more than a hundred easily more than 200, yeah. Yeah. but I found the best time if you actually wanted to talk to people was to be last in the autograph mm. queue mm, yeah. I decided I was going to buy Annika Will's books so I nipped off to the autograph room because um, that's where they were all being kept and there were three people Annika Wills Richard Briers and me <laughs> and I'm like, oh okay yeah. so you know you get the chance to have a have a brief chat nasty, trying yeah. desperately not to look like a sad idiot <laughs> okay like you did when you went to Tom Baker's autograph yeah I looked like a total idiot there all my oh. plans of things to say went yeah. right out the window and were replaced with hello (laughs) and that's about as far as it got except for thank you as I ran from the room again you're five years old oh god yeah Yeah. the Tom Baker who's like hello (laughs) also um, for the life of me can't remember their names now Uh, Lucy Saxon and Alexandra Moen Alexandra Moen and one from the bus the one from the bus Victoria Alcott yeah they they were on stage they were excellent weren't they and I think it was their first time at a convention yeah it was because you got the complete contrast Alexandra was very how can I put hesitant yeah, yeah. in her approach her yeah. approach yeah. while um, Victoria was very enthusiastic this oh, is her first time she oh you could tell she loved it she loved every minute of it yeah, no, yeah. It's, she enjoyed because it was all coming out 
<laughs> if you'll excuse me. <laughs> she couldn't get her words out fast enough at yeah, that point yeah. in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get the feeling we'll see both of them at more. Oh, yeah. I think, I think Alexandra will relax the more she does. Yeah. And as she played the master's wife, I think she's going to be invited to more than Victoria. Yeah, which is a shame. They, they made a good double oh, act. Oh, yeah. 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 Although I did like the anecdote about um, after Last of the Time Lords went out and she was walking through the market yeah. and some big burly market trader shouted out, Oi! Lucy Saxon (laughs) which must take some getting used to I suppose as an actor when you start out it must be something you think oh how cool would that be but the first time it happens I imagine it could be a little bit unnerving oh yeah yeah. she did say she didn't get much of that she doesn't look that much like the character she took me a couple of minutes to recognise because she's got uh, as a character it's very curly and it was also up but her hair is naturally dead straight Yeah, she looks a lot better as herself frankly (laughs) without all that makeup and the bruises well yeah <laughs> Richard Bryars. Oh, yeah, he was great. That, yeah, yes. I'd totally forgotten he was going, and ah, oh, he was he was wonderful. Yeah. Grand old, grand old mm-hmm. gent. Now he didn't just keep his anecdotes down to uh, the Torchwood. It was or Doctor Who. Or Doctor Who. Mm, yeah. it was his, his whole whole career history. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing more with that. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah. Like, yeah. It was the good life and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have to grease in circles. Yeah, rhubarb and custard. Oh yes, oh. <laughs> that got mentioned as well. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, they're doing new ones. Yeah, I have done new ones. But his his whole opinion of Torchwood was what was it the damn light thing the batteries kept falling yeah, out as I yeah. tried to pass it over yeah. <laughs> gizmo that he was he, cuddling he was uh, another one as going back to what we said about June Whitfield and the funeral adverts oh yeah he yeah. was saying that he's now at a stage in his career when he's asked to play either terminally ill people dead people <laughs> yeah. or mm. you know, people who are about to die yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's rather worrying that is isn't it <laughs> someone's trying to tell you something <laughs> <laughs> Another one I did enjoy. I didn't manage to hear all of that because I was out in the autograph mm-hmm. queue and rummaging through the dealers' mm. hall. But another one I did enjoy was Mark Strickson. Oh, yeah, yeah God. Yeah. They were good. Lisa, Lisa were Bowman. Because um, what I didn't realise that uh, after Who, he moved to Australia, mm. uh, directed a whole load of wildlife programmes. Nature programmes, mm. programs, yeah. And he was actually the man who discovered Steve Irwin. Right. He yeah. was the first director of Steve somewhere. Irwin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's that idiot doing? He's about to stick his thumb up. <laughs> but apparently he had a nasty accident oh. a couple of years back, yeah. didn't yeah, he? Yeah, Steve Irwin did. He got, <laughs> <laughs> he got stabbed by a steamer. I was referring to Mark Strickson. <laughs> <laughs> he was saying was his right arm, he has very little use of it now yeah. because yeah. he, yeah. he yeah. fell yeah. off a mountain fell or off something. A mountain. Yeah. Yeah. Bloody yeah. careless. <laughs> Not the best. <laughs> Not the best thing to do. <laughs> but he was saying he um, still speaks to Peter Davison. Yes. <laughs> and had said he was thinking of coming back yes. to the country and taking up acting. <laughs> and Peter Davison's reaction was, no, don't, not now. Apparently it's nothing to do with him not liking Mark Strickson <laughs> and fearing the competition. But <laughs> as with most um, professions, professions no. there's absolutely nothing out there. Yeah, yeah but sure. I did like his suggestion to be an assistant to Matt Smith's doctor. Yeah, <laughs> So he could be grumpy and sit in the background going, what the hell are you doing now? Come on, let's go out and have a Oh, do we have to, Doctor? I'm just sat down here. It's time for my coke. Yeah. As, as we said before, the whole 
regimented style of these conventions mm. could, if you were there by yourself, make it a little less fun. But yeah. given, you know, if you want to talk to people, just, you know, just oh, yeah. find some random people and start yakking just to stand, them. Just stand in the autograph You, you, st- you, you soon make friends, friends yeah. yeah. They're more a means to socialising well, than... So I, th- I think another trouble is, is these are only one-day conventions. Yes. We haven't yeah. done a two-day. A two-day was much more... Fun. Yeah. When you got the evening to exactly. relax. Yeah. Unwind. Yeah. Get drunk. Well, we did go back to the pub afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, I've been to a few conventions before, not sort of who ones, but um, uh, rush conventions up at uh, Leicester to Montford University. Some strange reason, they always seem to be held in near Student Union Bar. So. <laughs> of course. Mm-hmm. Nothing strange about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we going to go to another one? Oh, I think I we're definitely going to go to another one. Okay, and as usual, we bumped into a whole load of the old faces. Um, yep. Is it Chris from Radio Free Scaro? Yep. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Uh, the other Chris, Chris Ellis, yeah, Tim Drury, of course, Tim, yeah, uh, Sanya Preston, and uh, Rick that's the trouble. Taylor. I didn't catch any of your names. I just saw faces. You know? yeah. <laughs> oh well, sorry about that. Tim Drury's got some of the videos up. Oh, on I didn't website. know that. I'll, yeah, have to have, yeah, yeah. I'll have to have a look. Can Tim, you see me? I think it's only the panels. I'm afraid. Oh, oh, right. Yeah, he did. He did the same with the last I'm, one. He's put up the entire yeah. Tom Baker. Spiel. I noticed. I noticed the Tom Baker one creeped onto YouTube from someone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Yes, excellent. We'll put a link in the show notes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. that was our three, well, four minus one go to conventions. Right, right. We're hoping Crumbly will join us Maybe once one he's day. got this one of us wedding thing mm, out yes. of the way. One of us. One of us. One of us. Stop quoting Abba songs at him. What? Hey. <laughs> An Abbasson. So okay. that's it for Doctor Who. Short but sweet. Yeah. When is it? Novemberish. Apparently May. November. Yeah. yeah. Oh right. Yeah. Last time, El Presidente managed to escape from his burning escape pod. Months, so yeah. this week, <laughs> it's the we've again, chucked Crumbly yeah. in. Yeah. Crumbly, your ship is burning up in the sky. You've oh, no. jumped in the escape pod. The world is exploding around you. Mm-hmm. Tell us what you'd have in this week's escape pod discs. All around me is confusion. People running hither and yon. The ship is burning up. Hither and yon? Mm. Who? Went to school with them. It's different from yin and yang. Mm. Mm. Explosions happening everywhere. People running around in panic. Yes, the ship is burning up. And before me, I see a vacant escape pod. Clutching my dimensionally transcendental rucksack to me. I throw what I can of my personal effects in my bag and make my escape in the escape pod. As I say, for my books, from my rather comprehensive library, I'd have to take, well, anything by Alan Dean. Foster, mm. yeah, primarily the uh, Spellsinger series. Uh, what else? Oh, good grief. Uh, the collected works of H.P. Lovecraft. Wow. Mm. That's you mad. Mm. So, yeah. so we're, we're going on for the obscene pipes, are we? Mm. The obscene flutes, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and just to throw a couple of um, different ones into the mix, uh, Brighton Rock. What? Oh, what, the David Tennant thing? No. No, That's okay. Blackpool, wasn't it? That was Blackpool, yeah. Yes. Mm. Ignore that. No, Brighton Rock by Graham Greene. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Animal Farm by George Orwell. Oh, and 
thing. Yeah? Swine fever again. <laughs> Swine yeah. fever. Yeah. And one day in the life of Ivan Denisovich by Alexander Solzhenitsyn. <laughs> wow. So you're not up for a lot of laughs then. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um. Well, grabbing a handful of DVDs, my favourite ones. Well, first and foremost, it has to be Tron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Closely followed by 2001: A Space Odyssey. Oh. Sorry, is that your idea of funny? <laughs> <laughs> there you are, floating in space. <laughs> <laughs> My God, it's full, full of stars. stars. <laughs> I hope that the computer in the spa- in the um, escape pod doesn't have a artificial yeah. voice. Yeah. Glowing red sort of camera. Yeah. Hello, I Dave. Do- Good morning, Dave. <laughs> I don't think you should do, do that, that, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you blind. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, right, a couple of box sets I'd like to Im- uh, include as well. Primarily the Prisoner box set. Oh yeah. yeah. Mm. Yes. So again, yeah, very appropriate. Mm. You know, you're you're trapped. And um, just to throw something completely different in the mix, um, Stephen Fry in America. Oh, yes. okay. oh, in his taxi. I saw mm, that's that. Right, yeah. yeah. I enjoyed yeah, it. That was all right. It was okay. A little shorter, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. too short. Bit of mm-hmm. whistle-stop tour. Yeah, that's right, but uh, touched all the bases. He went to Seattle. I've always wanted mm. to go to Seattle. It's raining. It was raining, yeah, funnily it's, enough. It's <laughs> raining most of the time in Seattle. Right, CDs. Well, <laughs> I guess I think you can all guess what uh, one of my choices would be. Would it be the infamous Four Chords? Oh, well, yes, yes. Ah, the Very, very, very best, definitely ever, last time, brilliant, best of status quo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> Short um, disc. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> uh, what else? A um, couple of my favourite Pink Floyd CDs, Dark Side of the Moon or Wish You Were Here. Mm-hmm. Wish You Were Here. Appropriate <laughs> 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 stuff. It is, very good. Yeah. <laughs> um, anything by Rush. And, um, well, something completely different, uh, the Brandenburg Concertos by J.S. Bach. Oh, again. Okay. Kind of appropriate. In there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Voyager and all that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. As for my favourite games, well, seeing I'm a bit, a bit of an 80s throwback. Yes, um, yes. As I say, sort of, trying to sort of heft three or four very large video game cabinets into an escape pod. I'm Why sorry, not? you have a broadband connection and one DVD thingy. All right, OK. All oh, right, you and can And a hand control. Yeah. I would say it has to be um, Dig Dug. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> uh, Tron and Discs of Tron, mm-hmm. plus the original wireframe graphics Star Wars game. Oh, oh God, yeah, they were brilliant. We mm. found one of those at Blackpool last yeah. year. Yeah, the one that you sit in. That's it, yeah. yeah. like an uh, X-Wing fighter cockpit. Yeah. first time I played that was at Hemsby near Great Yarmouth in about 1980. Mm. <laughs> oh, they, oh, they were brilliant. They were. Mm. Of course, you need money for that. Lots of 10 Ps. Well, I'm sure I can sort of fix the electronics. So it doesn't yeah, have free play. play. We'll give him a yeah. toolkit. Yeah, get free play for it. You think you can play one of those games for 10p? Do you think this is like 1976 or something? <laughs> <laughs> when right. we were young. <laughs> I remember when video games were 10 pence a play. <laughs> God. <laughs> and for my luxury item. Ooh. Oh, I don't think this is fair. I'm the only one who didn't get a luxury you can have item. A luxury... I've been rescued now. What's the point? <laughs> I thought we'd gone mad. Space Jack. Gone mad? <laughs> gone? That's Shut implying up. that she was sane to begin with. All right, fair you enough. You bully me. <laughs> <laughs> I would have to have a dimensionally transcendental bottle of London, uh, fullest London pride. Oh, good choice. Because <laughs> after reading those god depressing books, you're going to need a drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with a hyperspatial link to the uh, yeah, Fuller's Brewery. So. Can you just climb into it then? And drown. <laughs> <laughs> At least I'd drown happy. Though. I regret nothing. <laughs> <laughs> he would no longer be ale and hearty. 
I'm sorry. So thus endeth my escape pod discs. Well, interesting choices. Yeah. A lot better than his <laughs> never-ending Lord of the Rings trilogy <laughs> that he took with him. I mean, God. Suicidal. <laughs> <laughs> Next time we will have real Keith's escape pod discs. God Ooh. help us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um, well, I better get thinking. You had... From 180's throwback to the next, we lead on to Ashes to Ashes. David Bowie. Oh, God. At time of publishing, <laughs> I think we're two episodes in. We're, we're missing the we're third, missing the third episode yeah. on in mm. about fifteen minutes. Oh, this yeah. is this well, is what we go it, through yeah. for you people. We miss ashes to ashes. Mm-hmm. Oh dear! <laughs> <laughs> Your sympathy is underwhelming. <laughs> okay, so what are we making of this this new series so far? Well, very mm. good. Very intriguing. Yeah, it's personally, picking, I it's am picking intrigued. Up the pace. Yes. It is. Yeah. Yeah. No disrespect, but the first series of Ash to Ashes, I think I watched more out of habit than any mm-hmm. interest yeah. in what was going on. But Agreed. Two episodes in, and they've upped the ante already. There's they so have. many questions. And they have. Yeah. They haven't really made any mention of the resolution to last nope. season, which is nope. odd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they've gone in a completely new direction. Yes. Which yeah. is interesting. And well, perhaps it's it's a decent amount of time later. Yeah, it has. Well, it's a year later. Yeah. Well, it's certainly some months. I'm not quite sure when the last one was set. This is set kind of early 82 early uh, well during, when, during when, the Falklands conflict yeah. Yeah. when was yeah. the royal wedding because that, that was, that was ep- no no when about July right because that's, that's when yeah. the first episode was set because I was watching it on telly yeah uh, it's about nine months mm. yeah. Yeah. yeah so that suggests that they resolved any issues they had earlier on because mm. yeah. how many times do we refer back to things that someone has done nine months ago and say actually I meant to talk to you about that yeah <laughs> apart from that one time <laughs> <laughs> but certainly I get the feeling the character of Alex is more comfortable with yeah. the show where she's because she's no longer referring to people as constructs she's no, no yeah, longer well Settled in. Do you get the feeling, I don't know if I'm reading it wrong, that she's starting to forget yes. that she's meant to be trying to find her way home? Yeah. yeah. Like I said, Very she, much so. you get the feeling that she's being comfortable with where she is. Yeah, which yeah. is a danger. Yeah. Mm. She has to get so, uncomfortable with it again or she's going to lose herself. You're getting occasional things thrown into the mix, like when she was watching television and you saw Mrs. McCluskey from Grange Hill yes. talking to, uh, Anne, yeah, to her daughter. To her daughter, yeah, yeah mm. which I thought was wonderfully done. Wonderfully cut with old footage. Mm. It was very well done. Was yeah. it new dialogue? Did they get um, yes. Gwyneth What's-Her-Name-In yeah. to yeah. do it? Oh, yeah. excellent. Yeah. It wasn't so much in the first season, but I loved the little Life of Mars touches, such as the little old granny talking mm. with the Glaswegian old guy's voice. Yes. And the mm. dog that was barking to her, but you could hear the... Speaking. Uh, yeah. Ambulance yeah. radio mm. coming from the dog. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> it's sort of little jars with reality that yeah. I like. That you didn't have a lot of in well, the first so, season. We're given no, the impression that we're sort of back in 
the real world, she has been found. Yeah. Yes, there's two real themes going on this season so far. Mm-hmm. One, she's not alone. No. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm. And the other is police corruption. Yes. Mm, that's it. In her fantasy world, we have the police corruption. But she's not quite so sure but, it is fantasy world well, anymore. Yeah. She's even beginning to doubt if Jean Hunt is real or not. Yeah. Which is interesting. For, for, well, I was just saying, for want of a better word, her fantasy world, there's a very overriding arc of p- police corruption. Yeah. Did yeah. you notice, though, um, in the second episode where she thought Jean Hunt had basically gone to the dark side, yeah. that's when she started losing herself. She started forgetting. Mm. So, yeah. and he's very much her anchor. Yes. And if she mm, loses yes. track of him, then yes. she's dead. Yeah, she's yeah. Yeah, gone but for good. Yeah. once she realised, you know, he's still his same old obnoxious but basically good guy self, yeah. she started to fight back, back again. Back on kilter. It was wonderful, that scene, when they started turning the lights out on her. Oh, yeah. Mm, God, yeah. as she was walking out of the room. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple of throwaway things. Like, they've got, oh, what would it be, an Amstrad computer? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The old computers you'd have in your office in the yeah. in the early 80s. The old pet Amstrad. Mm. And one of the police officers made a comment about, well, you can't send messages on a computer, no. don't you, silly? <laughs> yeah. 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 That's about 20 years away from the internet, aren't yeah. they? <laughs> wow, not Well, yeah. <laughs> yes. It's, it's nice to know that Gene Hunt is still coming out with uh, his Huntisms. <laughs> Oh, what was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm more attached to this car than, than I am to my, my own ballsack. Ball <laughs> <laughs> yeah, classic. <laughs> Brilliant. I love the little touches of nostalgia and um, morph oh, with yes. the with the paddles to revive we someone. Have, yeah, no, that, that was the trailer. That's, that's episode three. Oh, that's what's was going it? out tonight. Uh, yeah, morph with the, yeah, the, the, the electrical paddles. Defibrillators. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and the fashions for for those of us who lived through the eighties. Yes, <laughs> with vaguely grown up memories or teenage memories the fashions you're sitting there going oh my, my god, god what <laughs> were we thinking well something that struck me is, is Chris with blonde highlights in yeah, his oh, and his right, tight yeah. trousers yeah. what on earth <laughs> his stone washed tight skin tight oh. jeans yeah. Yeah. but I'm liking him he's developing more as a character yeah. He's, yeah. he's proposed he's settling down to the life of a, a well balanced man yes. whereas Ray he's more and more of a nasty piece of Back. Horrible. Mm. He's, he's, he's a, he's a, he's a git. Oh, he always was, but it's, mm. he seems to be upping the ante now. Yeah, yeah. yeah in contrast, maybe mm. it's more obvious. Yeah, oh, he, and eighties um, man stuck in the seventies still. Yeah. He's a Neanderthal, basically. He is completely. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and just just to throw a little red herring into the mix in the episode where um, they're dealing with the uh, stolen cars and the uh, gypsies. Yeah, yep. where um, yeah, spoiler music, spoiler music, spoiler music, where the old gypsy lady reading. Oh yes, is she read reading? Alex's, Alex's palm. Yeah, yeah mm. Alex's palm, and then offered to read Hunt's. Hunt. Yeah. But he refused, but she <laughs> gave a reading anyway. Yeah. Yes. And her lifeline stops. Her lifeline mm-hmm. was fading. Fading, mm. that was it. And uh, where she tells Jean Hunt, he says, You're going to lose everything to a Tyler. Yes. Uh, yes. Your power to a Tyler. Mm-hmm. That was a very good bit of misdirection. Mm. That, that was completely. That was, yeah. so it uh, turns out that, was it, the Tyler is. Right. Yeah, something to do with the Freemasons. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah where all the uh, police corruption was coming from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We haven't really mentioned Super Mac yet? No, no. He's a new character. Yeah, I can't remember if he was mentioned or not last week. He, he wasn't seen. He was definitely wasn't seen. Mm. But he's Jim Hunt's 
Scott's boss. Yeah, it was introduced mm. in the first episode. He's working very much to his own agenda. Yeah, yeah. he says mm. it's a black and white world. Mm. You're either with me or against me. Mm. Yeah. That's it. And he's definitely on the darker side. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those Those came in in the first episode talking about police corruption and he's here to clean it up. And yeah, he's, 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 he's here the to take charge of it. Yeah. Of the lot of and the fact he was willing to let a murderer go just because he knew the handshake. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah. But also, we have a third character who hasn't been seen, but his yeah. presence on, has only been hinted felt. at. Yeah. We, we haven't seen his face, but this is no. the character who possibly could be from the future. He knows about Diana's death. He knows mm. about Diana's yeah. death. He knows that they had found Alex in real life. Mm -hmm. The first scene of the first episode is somebody in a hospital bed in 2008, yeah. presumably. Yeah. But it's a man. You don't see his face. Mm -hmm. He's in a coma, mm. and the TV station has it that Alex Drake is missing, playing through. Yeah. And he's got an iPod yes. on the desk. Yes. Just like Sam Tyler's. I was going to yeah. say, could <laughs> this be... Are they going to decide that when he jumped off the roof at the end, he didn't die? He went back into coma land? Uh, I don't know. Nice. The files in the first ever episode of Ashes to Ashes, mm. that Alex is reading in the car, it said deceased. Yeah. Or is that a cover-up? Maybe. Who knows? Was, was he a Freemason? <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. So but maybe the real Gene Hunt yeah. is covering it up in Ooh, some way. yeah. We don't know. We don't know. But this is the well, object that's intrigued me. You know. is, is that Gene Hunt in the bed? Maybe. We don't Alex know. Is, is obviously wondering if Gene Hunt is also in a coma. Yeah. In the second episode, it's obvious she's thinking that. Yeah. Oh, that would be interesting. Yeah. yeah. That would yeah. definitely be an interesting twist of the tale, that would. Last year, I thought the show couldn't throw any more surprises at me, and I think it was more or less over. <laughs> but now, it's taken it in a completely different... Oh, good yeah. grief, yeah. yeah. Different light, and there's, I'm there again. Well, there's more random elements being thrown in. Mm. Yes. And this mysterious guy, who's come back from the future, <laughs> kidnaps Alex and asks, uh, what are you doing here? What are you doing in this place? Mm -hmm. Wants to know what side she's on. Yeah. Is there to help him or hinder him? And he obviously knows more about 2008. Yeah. yeah. Presumably through the TV or something, because he knows Alex has been found. Yes. Interesting. Yes. Yeah, it is intriguing mm. stuff. Okay, so we're, we're going to watch the next episode mm. probably Late, tomorrow. Later on. Yeah. If there's <laughs> enough there to bring me back. Definitely. Oh, yes. How many episodes is it this season? Uh, eight. 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 All, right. all right, then we'll watch the next couple and we'll tell you all about them next yep. time. Yeah. yeah. At the moment, watch this space. It's on mm. BBC One. one. Yep. Mondays at... Now. Nine o'clock. Nine o'clock. three minutes. Three minutes time. Huh? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Right, now, next week, we're all going to go and watch the new Star Trek film. <laughs> They're not coming with us. The cinemas haven't been closed because of swine food. So we thought that we'd um, go over our favourite and least favourite moments from original Star Trek. That could be absolutely anything you like. We yep. won't do this again. This no, is just this is a one-off to pay tribute to the wonderful world of Star mm. Trek. Oh, <laughs> oh God! <laughs> and to whet your appetites for the new film. Yes. Yep. Okay, our president, you start us off as oh. you are such a big original Trek fan. Oh, indeed. <laughs> I may have seen three or four whole episodes. Oh, of there you go. In one sitting. <laughs> About 20-odd years ago. <laughs> My father used to be quite a fan. He used to be on BBC Two, and I couldn't stand it. I've never watched it since. 
that. But this is the guy who adored Next Gen. I really like Next mm. Gen. Yeah. I yeah. liked early DS9. Yeah. I watched the first year of Voyager, gave up. Watched the first year of Enterprise, and gave up. Didn't but we all? Next Gen was good. <laughs> <laughs> but we're talking about original Trek. So my yeah. knowledge is rather scant here. <laughs> so my uh, my best of worst of. Um, I start with the uh, the best makeup. <laughs> <laughs> Spock's ears Worst makeup Kirk's wig oh, Very good oh, Sounds like an award ceremony it does. <laughs> And the award for the worst episode Is Spock's brain Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh come on You had a remote control Leonard Nimoy What more could you want <laughs> Depends what poses you can put in. Has it got three settings? <laughs> they do a take-off of that in DS9 where they wrote controlled a Ferengi or something? I think, so. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was one of the, the uh, Vorta yeah. that they, they oh, remote that's right, controlled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw bits of that one. It's yeah. late to DS9. I didn't watch much of it. Um, best episode from the few I've seen <laughs> and partly reputation as well, but City on the Edge of Forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, do we have to name-check anyone? Who wrote it? Oh, uh, we probably should. <laughs> Uh, Hate to get sued. Harlan <laughs> <laughs> Ellison. Thank you. <laughs> of B5. Yeah. Uh, I think that's about the only show he hasn't sued. Babylon 5? Yeah. Mm. He's good friends with JMS. Yeah. yeah. Ah. He also did work on Outer Limits and things like that. Yeah, who he sued. <laughs> did he? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wonder why anyone hires him. <laughs> and now, in desperation, my knowledge of Star Trek um, original series, after looking on Wikipedia, silliest <laughs> names. Mm. Oh, right. uh, option of three here: Operation Annihilate, <laughs> yeah, yeah. a taste of Armageddon, <laughs> just a taste, <laughs> just a taste. <laughs> and that which survives. I'm not that sure which witch. witch. <laughs> <laughs> survive. Not the, oh. <laughs> your spelling is atrocious. <laughs> 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 I think the best names, most dramatic names, a piece of the action. Uh, that's a good that name. Was a, that yeah. was a good one. Yeah, a good name. That was a good episode as well. And tomorrow is yesterday. That's just wrong. <laughs> and Unless you're sure, looking... leave. No, no. <laughs> that was Did you sh- see a comma in that headline? <laughs> that was almost sh- Shatnerific. <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure, leave. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're not taking this seriously, are you? No. no. God. Oh. Go on then, real Keith. Talk well, to us. Yeah. This, along with Who, this is one of my all-time favourite shows when it was out at the first mm-hmm. time. That's because you're very old and you yeah, remember yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> And I've had a troubled relationship with Kirk in the past. For <laughs> <laughs> you and many other people. Yeah. Yeah. As... as for, for that, go and see, uh, on the site, see my musing of heroes, and um. you'll get the full detail of my, <laughs> my okay. troubled relationship with Shatner. <laughs> but I, I've split them into three. Three favourites, three least favourites. Okay. I'm not going to go into the intricate, desperate detail <laughs> of uh, El Presidente here. But again, name checked by El Presidente, City of the Edge Forever. Yeah. It has the comedy of two characters completely out of time and mm-hmm. out of their water but it also has the tragedy of the failed love affair so right and it's got joan collins it's got joan collins in <laughs> you have also got trouble with tribbles that's mm. brilliant uh, it, it's a uh, good yeah. comedy episode one thing trek could do well was comedy episodes. and shatner was very funny in that when well, all the tribbles fell on his head well, actually <laughs> learning about that further is you had a whole load of stagehands deliberately throwing tribbles at shatner's head <laughs> which has got to be fun <laughs> oh, yeah for them yeah, yeah, and the, the little up. squeaks they make. Yeah, 
And he ended up balancing one of them on his head and for a long time. It, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, piece of the action. It's another mm. comedy episode. It's them attempting at Kirk and Spock attempting to be gangsters. It's what Next Gen <laughs> did, but Next Gen used a hollow suite. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah but, but they, they found a gangster planet, wasn't they, they, it? They, <laughs> they, they, was a, the whole um, yes. society, of the planet, was based on one book that was left behind by another mm, spaceship, that's it. and it was the history of gangsters in 1920. Lucky they could read English. Right? Lucky they yeah. could read English, but that's beside the point. It's still a funny episode. <laughs> it's a good job it wasn't a Mills and Boone book. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah. There's probably many of those planets out there. Yeah. <laughs> on, on the worst side, I think it's got to be... Again, I've got three nominations here. Let that be your last battlefield. Now, right. it's, a, it's a very good story or a very good basis for a story about prejudice and how it can destroy... Oh, this is the black and white. This, the, this is the black and white and white and black. Yeah. But oh, yeah. They, the point is hammered home with a sledgehammer. They often... <laughs> it, it, it was yeah. laboured. And again, Spock's brain. Who <laughs> 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 won't control Leonard Nimoy? I mean, that just sums it up. Am I the only one who's got that in my best story? <laughs> <laughs> well, you want to do things with the remote control and Leonard Nimoy. Leonard <laughs> And Plato's stepchildren. Okay. I have to point out Plato's stepchildren because it was only shown on the BBC once and then it was never shown again because Why? it was so bad. Really? Yeah. God. It was all about telekinetic powers and aliens and forcing Kirk and Spock and her to do things against their will. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> it was, it, it has the, it ha, it's groundbreaking because it has the first interracial kiss that mm. was ever broadcast. You're against their will. It, <laughs> what, if you were Nichelle Nichols, would you voluntarily kiss well, that bloke? Well, not, yeah, but but that I mean, of, it, it, it is yeah. groundbreaking because of that, but it is so God-excruciatingly awfully bad. I thought that scene was meant to be a big thing in something. Well, it was. It's against it the was, character's it, will. That rather takes the edge off it. <laughs> well, not really, because they still had the balls to show it. Yeah, yeah. Just on it, TV, the balls then to show it, it in, in 1960s America. It couldn't be, you know, what they wanted to do in that yeah, era. Yeah, I mean, that's bad. the only that's, that's the only thing I think the reason why they were allowed to show that's it because it was against their will yeah. they wouldn't naturally kiss but okay. it was still it's against regulations yeah, mm. yeah but <laughs> even so it was a it has this event in it but it's still just so terrible you know, the acting <laughs> the, the little midget and oh forget it <laughs> the midget the midget <laughs> 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 and the dwarf tossing in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, stuck to the Velcro. That, that's, that's my selection. Mm-hmm. That is my selection. Oh, dear. Go on then, Crumbly. Okay, well, two episodes that sort of lodge in my mind. Just how it th- they throw the various characters' um, personalities into a sort of sharp definition. Uh, the first one is a mock time. Mm-hmm. Yes. First of all, it goes to show up the uh, sort of strong triad, you know, friendship between uh, Kirk, Spock and McCoy. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yes, and um, secondly, so it, I mean, it highlights sort of Spock's personality, his background, his way of life, and uh, his society's mores. Plus, it's never been sort of discussed before, but I mean, the mate... Right, I wouldn't say the mating urges of Vulcans. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, Ponfar. <laughs> <laughs> but the way they get drawn salmon-like back to their home planets in order to reproduce or die, I mean, even though sort of Spock is very sort of human-looking, that is one thing that does sh- you know, sort of show his, well, for want of a better term, alien side. And uh, the second one is a uh, mirror, mirror. Oh mm. yes, yes. yes. Spock, oh, the first Spock's evil beard. universe. Yes, mm. ah. Spock's beard. Mm, yes. <laughs> what actually set the archetype for every other evil, evil character you, yeah. in any yeah. show ever? Has to have a beard. A beard. Has to have a beard. <laughs> it's an, if it's an evil version of him, he's got a beard. <laughs> As a real bugger when it was a hoorah. <laughs> <laughs> well, she had a beard elsewhere. Well, I mean, just, just digressing and butting in, it's. 
Ross, the South Park episode. Yes, the evil the Carmen. Yeah, yeah they, they all have beards. <laughs> <laughs> all these little eight-year-old kids have beards. <laughs> it delves more into the Federation, their, uh, sort of their purpose. Yeah, whereas in the Mirror Universe, it's the, um, what's it, the Earth Empire. Yes. Mm. Yes, um, basically it's all one's a force for enlightenment and the other one's a force for subjugation. So. Mm. And of course, that's something they carried through all the way to... Was it Deep Space Nine? Nine? That's yeah. it, yeah. yeah. Well, I wouldn't say it was the worst episode, but, I mean, it's disappointing. It was the very last episode, Turnabout Intruder. Oh, yes. Yes, where um, Kirk swaps uh, bodies with this uh, female scientist. They must have... Sorry. That sounds very red dwarfs, doesn't it? He got very little done that episode. Yeah. <laughs> Spent his whole time with his shirt open looking down. <laughs> <laughs> As I say, I mean, the whole cast knew that the series was coming to an end, and yet <laughs> oh, yeah. to me, sort of Mirror Mirror was a very good mid-season episode. But I mean, it didn't really wind things up. Yeah, it left it all open. Mm, it just yeah. flew off mm. into the sunset mm-hmm. to their next adventure. And that was pretty much it. So yeah. the last, the last scene was, uh, I think, it's Kirk and uh, McCoy or Spot going into a turbo lift. Yeah, yeah. Kirk you know, sort of coming, uttering something profound, and that was it really. Yeah. Well, I left it open for the films. And- yeah. yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. Which is what eight years. Years later, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Keith, that leaves you. I kind of went off on a rant. Oh god! Yeah. <laughs> I will. I will do my my episodes. Okay. Now, like like the rest of you, City on the Edge of Forever, and for all the reasons stated, Space Seed. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because. Yep. Ricardo Montalban, as well as being one of the sexiest men who ever lived, was such a damn good actor. And yes. If they'd cast anyone else in that role, it would have been less of an episode. <laughs> and again, the trouble with dribbles. <laughs> yeah. Now, in my worst, I had a mock time because I thought it was just Ooh. a bloody silly idea. You've got this, <laughs> this. I accept all the friendship, blah blah blah, that Crumbly waffled on about. Yeah. But yeah. the idea that this advanced race the Vulcans who are just so much better than humans in any respect whatsoever have to go back to their home planet to mate once every seven years it's just like oh such a silly idea (laughs) Um, I want to give a shout out to every red shirt that ever lived the poor sod who was told right the captain and the um, senior officers going down to the planet and they want you to go with them Jones (laughs) the look of fear on their faces (laughs) must have been something to behold you you just wonder is do they have on the the side of the transporter room the area that you don't actually see because it's where the camera is little figures of red shirts it's not not that I'm just wondering do they have a solicitor ready to make the wheel (laughs) of the security (laughs) guard who beams down there were some best of general best of and worst of regarding Star Trek no matter what you think of it and it did get very very silly at times it did break through an awful lot of barriers although it was essentially 99 Nine percent American heroes. Yep. It had to be, or it wouldn't have got filmed. It had the, the most multiracial crew ever seen for, up to that point. First mm. time, yeah. stereotypical, but. but they were still there. It's easy to call them stereotypical in two thousand and nine, but in nineteen was it sixty six? Yeah, sixty seven. It was yeah. it was unheard of. The mm. same with the um, Uhura and Kirk kiss. Yeah. I mean, okay, so the script said that they were doing it against their will, but, yeah, but they still did it. Yeah. An, an yeah. interracial kiss means it was filmed at the time when uh, things like the, the uh, Watts riots were going on. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm and that's the story Nichelle Nichols tells about when her character was so underused that she thought, that's it, I'm calling it a day. And Martin Luther King mm, told it. her, no, you won't. I mean, <laughs> God. Yeah. yeah, a history icon. <laughs> You've got to do this. Yeah, on the other side of the coin, though, the whole 
series, all three seasons of it, was just riddled with such poorly disguised sexism. It was embarrassing. The female uniforms? Mm, oh, yes. well, forget, <laughs> even forget the uniforms, which speak for themselves. You've got Uhura in a position of power. She was the most underused character in the whole series. And any other women, such as Nurse Chapel and, was it Marla MacGyvers from Space Seed, they're trained, they're lieutenants, they're nurses. They're there just as simpering little girls who have to <laughs> fall for the nearest mm. manly man going. They had mm. absolutely well, no depth yeah. to them whatsoever. No. I mean, they were just there to wash out the test tubes. That's, and that that's all it. they yeah. were there for, to yeah. fall in love and get bowls of soup thrown at them by Randy Vulcans. <laughs> and it's such a shame. And, and Next Gen wasn't brilliant, but oh God, at least we'd come on in leaps and bounds oh, yeah. since then. Mm. And considering um, Gene Roddenberry had such foresight to see that we would have multi racial uh, crews we would have black people and white people allowed to be in the same room without being shot I'm surprised he never saw that one day women wouldn't be treated as second class citizens yeah I agree with everything you said there but I would like in its defence to point out the first pilot cage yeah. where they had mm. number one a female first mm. officer yeah they dropped yeah. her as soon well, as they... it, it, it was the suits that said, no, no, women yeah. would, nobody would believe a woman would have that amount of power. Yeah, and this you know, is so, the problem. Yeah. And that's what dragged the original Star Trek down. Yeah. And yeah. that's one of the reasons I don't think, you know, if it's on, as next gen, sometimes if I'm flicking through and, oh, next gen's on, I'll stop and have a look. Never bother with the original yeah. series. Yeah. I can understand that. Gosh. <laughs> that was a bit of a rant, wasn't it? <laughs> All right, so, yep, go out and see the film. Yes, hopefully we'll all see the film and tell you what it's like. Actually, I was reading a review of uh, the uh, Star Trek film in... The You just did that so he could say the name. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually in the Telegraph. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what did this um, review say? Apparently, sort of, they give it five stars, go out and see it, if you know, sort of all, all means necessary. Yeah. The guy in the mirror oh. used the word nerdgasm. <laughs> Yeah, it's meant to be very, very good. Looking at the trailers, Chris Pine, who plays Kirk, seems to have the mannerisms down pat. Really? Yeah. The speech patterns? They didn't actually say much, but no. As I said at Christmas, I think it's going to be a critical success. Whether it's going to be a commercial success is another I think it can't help with the critical success is the doubtful one, but apparently it's not. I mean, everyone's giving it a big thumbs up. So go and watch it. We shall see. Right, you've all been writing to us again. We have lots and lots of feedback. Oodles. Now, because so many of you have written in... <laughs> yeah. And Thank because you. we Thank do you need to... Thank you all oh, yeah, yes. But we do need to go to bed sometime this evening. <laughs> We're going to paraphrase a lot of what you've said. But thank you for sending them. Yeah, keep writing. It's Please. brilliant. We'd like to stress that. We're very, very thankful. We heard from Ralph. Hello, Ralph. Hello, Ralph. In Charlotte, in North Carolina, who's been watching Primeval. And he's sent us a list of his favourite... Favorite and least favourites. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to steal our thunder. He is, yeah. bless him. Series one. Favourite character, Connor Temple, played by Andrew Lee Potts. Oh, yeah. Favourite episode, The Dodo Birds. That's one of the ones I watched. That was a good one, that one. Yeah. Worst Ooh. episode, The Centipedes. <laughs> Says it's still still a great episode, just not one of the top six. <laughs> Saddest episode, The Dodo Birds. <laughs> the scene where Connor's friend dies was a tearful moment, but let's face it, he bought it upon himself. It's a harsh man, is 
realm. <laughs> he was a bit of a git. That's, oh, okay. that's the one oh, I watched. Yes, yeah. okay. yes. Number of episodes, Hannah's spirit shows up in her underwear. Oh, God, Ralph. <laughs> Three of six. Only I can't see a problem with that. Yeah. Number of episodes, Lucy Brown takes her top off. One of six. I'll have to find <laughs> that one. Best character, Rex the Lizard. Oh, no. Best fight scene, Dinosaur versus Future Bat in the last episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> On to series two. Favourite character, still Connor Temple. However, I'm really starting to lean towards James Lester. That's <laughs> played by Ben Miller. Mm, oh, yeah. Right. I love his stiff, gruff humour. <laughs> Indeed. Favourite episode, Krakens in the Sewer. Oh, yeah, that's one I saw. They looked like the Krakens from Clash of the Titans, which, by the way, they are remaking. Mm. Oh. Yeah, I heard that. Worst episode, Worms in a Skyscraper, but that's not to say it wasn't good, just the worst of the lot. Saddest episode, Army in a Basement, obviously, mostly because it was the only sad episode it's the episode where Stephen gets killed Ralph I'm not reading that one <laughs> can I read that one no oh, I'll read it oh go on then number of female characters with large breasts <laughs> <laughs> all of them except Hannah Spirit you're a child Ralph <laughs> favourite creature the future bat I mean what's not to like about a futuristic man-eating bat mm. best line these things are trying to make sushi out of us and we have to play nice that doesn't seem fair Andrew Lee Potts from Raptors in the Mouth Frank Frankly, if it's not against the law, I may be liking this better than Doctor Who. Mm. <gasps> wow, Ralph. Nothing wrong with that. That is. Car. Okay, we have one here from Sarah. Hello. Hello, Hi, Sarah. Sarah. Hello, Sarah. <laughs> oh, dear. Hello to the head of Pertwee and Hangers On. Oh. <laughs> oh. God. Hope you're all well. Curses, my efforts to be at the cutting edge of commenting on new Doctor Who was foiled by your bringing out the podcast a few days early. Uh-huh. I, for one, enjoyed Planet of the Dead. It was fun. One of little glimpse into some of the shenanigans the Doctor can get up to and it didn't have that sense of expectation which I think uh, let down the Christmas specials there was nothing really wrong with Michelle Ryan she nicely filled the lady adventurer archetype I thought being in line for the former companions like Charlie Pollard mm. he will knock four times I don't know about you guys but I'm hearing the sound of drums could be yeah. mm. speaking of which I still stand by my defence of John Sims master <laughs> but I do agree with a lot of your points also I do agree that Jackby was more of a sinister master yeah, which would be fantastic to return to when I rewatch Utopia, I still feel a little bit like hiding when Jacoby turns around and you just see pure evil in his eyes. Yeah, very much evil. so. Sad to see the best of worst of go, partly because I liked arguing with you, but it was, <laughs> but it was uh, at a point where you were going to do best worst corridor sets. Ooh, <laughs> look at that. That's the next one, next yeah. one. Although last time someone mentioned best laugh, and surely that would be the master in the Sea Devils, where he's all, oh yes, how nice to see you, Doctor. And as soon as the door is shut, he pauses and goes, mwahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahah
tone with my last email was a bit off, which consequently means my revelation by Nick Cutter's death will now sound a bit stupid. Thanks. We don't think you sounded stupid. No. Anytime, anytime. Uh, I hope you had a wonderful time meeting the Bernard Crinians. As um, you now know, we didn't meet him. No, no great was, shame. Great he was shame. otherwise occupied. Now I am standing at a bus stop listening to your last excellent podcast and something occurred to me. It was a comment that David Tennant said that if you think you've worked it out, then you're wrong yeah. about the he will not fail times comment. Yeah. I think that, of course, we've all decided that it's the master, yeah. like I did myself in the previous email. But are we just being set up for one big joke? I'll hmm. set the scene. The doctor's in the TARDIS. He hears the four knocks. He and the audience goes tense. The music builds. He goes to the door, opened it, and... It's Wilf with a smile and a wave. <laughs> <laughs> so we think that something dark and scary and dramatic, but it's nice old Wilf. <laughs> Maybe. You talked about The Last Red Dwarf last time. I've never regularly watched the show, just caught the odd episode here and there. But I thought Back to Earth story was a pretty passable piece of entertainment. Mm. It should have been one long one instead of three chopped mm, up pieces, yeah. Yeah. as the middle bit didn't really work. But maybe that was because I haven't watched Blade Runner in years. No. But I thought <laughs> the Craig Charles as himself was the best bit. Yeah. I should probably try some of the earlier stuff. Yeah. That's all from Sarah she goes on to say it's cold outside and there's no kind of atmosphere Ooh. first four seasons in particular I think. oh yes, yes. very good yeah. enjoy I, I think it hit its stride about three season three season four and five yeah another one here from uh, Stephen hi Stephen hello Stephen hello Stephen I will paraphrase slightly I'm afraid he uh, mentions Bill and Ted oh yes and it's less funny sequel yeah apparently there are many connections to Doctor Who well they were flying around in a yeah, police box yeah. for a phone box the time, time yeah. Yeah. Phone booth, yeah. he recommends everybody should go see it which they should it's definitely the first yeah. Oh, oh yeah. that's one was funny. Most triumphant. And he's got some best of worst of bits here. Okay. Oh, they the monos. A favourite writer, new series, Doctor Who. Uh, Matt Jones, who did The Impossible Planet and the Satan Pit. Ah, oh, right. Yeah, that's a good one. Least favourite is Chris Chibnall, famous particularly for his uh, Torchwood work. Yes, <laughs> yes. Old series favourite writer is, of course, Robert Holmes. Yay. Mm-hmm. And worst is Jip and Pain Baker. Yes. <laughs> Emphasis in the pain. Yeah. <laughs> he goes and say that he thought Planet of the Dead was excellent until the bus started flying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Such a build-up attention, all gone to waste because some stupid music and cheesy ending. Grown. <laughs> oh, well. He's now got some escape pod discs. Ooh. Oh, excellent. Ooh. That's good. Yep. He'd like to bring on his escape pod. Doctor Series 1 box set. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Family Guy Season 3 box set. <laughs> good <laughs> choice. I don't know why Season 3 particularly. Uh, Lord of the Rings Trilogy Extended Edition. But <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, he's got a lot of time. That mm, well, 12 yeah. hours going. Yeah. Uh, and The Dark Knight. Ooh. What, The Dark Knight or the video? I, I think he meant the DVD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'd be useful to have in a crisis. I'm not not sure. many super villains in a yeah. escape oh, yeah. pod, really. But, um, <laughs> CD-wise, all three Doctor Who soundtracks. Yeah. Best of ELO. The best of Queen. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. good choice. The, the band, I presume, not not the Queen. Yeah, not, not the royalty. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, games, the complete Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> Ratchet I've never and played. Clank? Yeah. Never heard of them. Yeah, PS2 games, aren't they? Oh. Yeah. They are awesome fun, apparently. And apparently the exclamation at the end of that fun was a bit cheesy. <laughs> Fair enough. Nice. I'll see you later. Thank you very much. Thank you, Thank you, Thank you. We've heard from Wynn. Yo, Winnie! Wynn says, Dear team, you've all Hello. done very well. Ooh. Bonus stalking register points go to Fake <laughs> Keith for mentioning me off-air, i.e. the unedited bits at the end. See, you can't stop thinking about me. Once you've made your way through all the real Keiths, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> ha, 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 ha. Of course, by then I'll be bent double, incontinent, 
dribbling and always talking about the war. You kids today, you don't know what it was like to watch the first Gulf War. We had to stay up until one and two in the morning to watch the news. So in about five years' time. That's that's where I am now. Really look forward to it. (laughs) Talking of stalking, or rather staking, which one of you jokers made a clone of me 14 years ago? I'm looking at you, El Presidente. (laughs) If it wasn't for the fact that Owain, pronounced Owain, (laughs) was from North Wales, they're odd up there, I'd rather think something was up. Great show as usual. Keep up the adequate work. Bod be with you. Win. Thank you very much, Win. And now, for your delectation and delight, we have for you sublimable messages. Thank you. <laughs> See, when we got a little tradition just for you. Mm. <laughs> Aren't we nice? Bad, I think. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have one here from Owain in North Wales. Hello. Hello. Hi, Clive. <laughs> I love Podcast 44, just for my mention of my mispronounced name. <laughs> it's Owain, by the way. I wondered if I could give you my escape pod discs. Oh, please sure. do. No, yes. Yes. Yeah. DVDs, Doctor Who, Series 1 to 4. And by the time I'm in a spaceship escape pod, the specials and the Toffees series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Books. Doctor Who, Crooked World. Great book, Scooby-Doo, Doctor Who. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> CDs, Big Finish's Spare Parts and The Mind's oh, yeah. Eye. Good choice, good choice. And if I can, the Staggering Stories podcast on the web. Oh, <laughs> oh bless you. Thank you. Keep up the excellent work, Clive. Thank you, Clive. Mm, thank you very much. Clive. <laughs> <laughs> We've got something here from Joshua. In Hello, Sacramento. Joshua. In Sacramento, yes. Which still isn't in Canada. <laughs> no. He says, hi, gang. Hi. Hello. Hello. Thanks for another great episode. Good info, commentary and laughter a plenty as usual. <laughs> I did actually find the unedited 10 minutes terribly charming and entertaining. <laughs> but maybe I'm just weird like that. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> if you are going to do the choose your own staggering stories idea, <laughs> I have attached some intro audio I made. Feel free to use it, re-edit it or ignore it. I've listened to it. It's very good. We should perhaps do something with it in the future. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I, yeah, think, yeah, I yeah. think we're going to. Either way, I don't mind. Thank Thanks you. again for the podcast. Can't wait for the next episode. Must Joshua. Thanks, Joshua. Mustache. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, I've got one here from Eric. Hi, Eric. Hello, Eric. Hello, Hello Eric. Eric. Dear fake Keith, real Keith, Crumbly, and El Presidente. Ooh. I go first, you notice. Mm. But we all got a name check. You know. No, I hello like for the head of Pertory this week. He made some very inappropriate tongue motions last night. <laughs> I'm impressed Eric could see that over a podcast. <laughs> but I hear it. Yeah. Yeah. All the way from Alexandria. Huh? As always, I thoroughly enjoyed this week's show. Even the tenets of Attic Nanity after the closing theme gave a peek behind the scenes. That being said, what we saw behind the scenes was quite scary. <laughs> never, ever show us again. We won't. Brave <laughs> editing, I say. You don't know what it's like, we're here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, apologies for the error in my last letter. Indeed, you threatened to do a podcast of Star Trek, not Star Wars. We uh-huh. did. Yep. I did either one for extended period to make me cry worse than Wilf. <laughs> this goodbye scene with the Doctor. <laughs> I know the one. Cue that. Oh, a Doctor. What about you now? Who have you got? <laughs> Fake Keith, another one I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, I do. Dear side, Star Trek isn't quite as uninteresting as Star Wars. Neither one is Doc 2. Am I right? Oh, please, yeah. oh, please tell me I'm right. You're you right. right. Yes. El Presidente made some interesting choices. When it came, <laughs> came time for him to be jestened in a skate pod. If there are any doubts as to his status as a hardcore sci fi fancy geek, then they are now gone. Both Babylon 5 and Tolkien? Yikes. <laughs> Imagine how we felt. <laughs> I think you may 
may have enjoyed Planet of Dead just a hair more than I did. For a while after watching it, I couldn't quite figure out why I was so indifferent. It was a solid episode, after all, but I think I now know. Problem is this. It's time for Tennant to go. Or, at least, I'm ready for him to go. Mm. His characterisation, his Doctor, has become so much a part of the series that it's lost its sparkle. Ooh, I don't know about that. I'm not saying his ability is diminished. Rather, my ability to appreciate it as a truly amazing performance has lessened. I think I'm ready for him to regenerate and, yes, to cry when he does so. <laughs> As such, I am very, very eager, looking forward to the last three specials and the dark tomes they supposedly contain. Who else feels the same way? I think it's familiarity breeds I content. think so, yeah. yeah. As always, I enjoyed hearing what the other eight people who listen to the podcast <laughs> had to say. We've got more than eight. Smaller than 12. I'm yeah. Or sure. uh, well, 13. Oh, that's unlucky. Yeah. All right, 14. <laughs> Maybe someday you should try to organise it so the listeners of the podcast and the file view and the four of you can mercilessly criticise us. That would be a, quite a lot of microphones, That's I think. interesting, yeah. <laughs> Again, enjoyed the podcast, but I would still listen in if you did cough, cough. Star Wars, Star Trek, Star Cops. <laughs> cough, because it's such fun. Except for when you sing. Oh, <laughs> do you not enjoy our singing? Oh, oh dear. Friend, apparently, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Eric. And we apologise for the previous singing that you would have just heard. We've heard from Lizanne. Hello. Hello, Lizanne. Hello, Lizanne. She says, Dear team and the head of Pertwee, who must be getting quite smug after all this attention. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. Great job on the last podcast. The opening song was very funny. Have you ever seen Kermit <laughs> uh, the Frog's you. version? It's worth a look. <laughs> oh, and thank you for editing your podcast. We're so grateful. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting a mixed reaction to that end. Yeah. 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 I'm enjoying your escape pod discs and I'm thinking about my own. Perhaps I'll send them along next time. Yeah. Do. Please, Please do. do. Yes. I watched Red Dwarf back to earth right before I heard your last podcast the new Red Dwarf miniseries was a lesson on everything New Who could have done wrong but didn't <laughs> as you discussed last time hmm. most of it felt as if the actors were just trying too hard to recapture the past far too fanfic hmm. I also think that it needed to be shot in front of a live audience mm, yes. when the actors were in front of an audience in the early seasons of the show it brought the theatre timing and energy to the scenes that this one severely lacked yeah. series 7 suffered in my opinion from the same problem Oh, and was the creator strangely reminiscent of Hama Kavula from the recent Hitchhiker's movie? Or was yeah. that just me? It's no, the big glasses. It was. Yeah. Mm. It didn't occur to me at the time, but reading this. The glasses were, again, a homage yeah, to Blade Runner. Runner. Yeah. Well, the, Blade guy, Runner character, the guy was but... supposed to be the head of the uh, Tyrrell Corporation. Yeah. 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 As for Planet of the Dead, so much better than the next Doctor. Yeah. I'm interested in why the Doctor can be effective in this situation, but not in Midnight. Very interesting contrast, especially from the same author. I'd like to hear your ideas on the subject. Here are my thoughts. In contrast to Midnight with its claustrophobic atmosphere, here the passengers have the option of leaving the bus and seeing the sky and the planet. Also, the Doctor doesn't appoint himself leader. He becomes so when Christina and the others realise that he understands more than they do about this situation. In Midnight, although he figured out the situation a bit quicker, he really didn't have any more information than they did. In addition, the Doctor can prove the wormhole is there by throwing a rock at it. And the bus driver proves that the others have to listen to the Doctor to survive. In Midnight, he had only his feelings that she was dangerous until it was too late so their hysteria grew to be uncontrolled. Here the doctor stops the cycle of hysteria by refocusing them on their loved ones. Also these bus passengers have things to do, ways to use their skills and solve the problems so they don't have time to panic much. Of course it helps that initially the conflict is a situation not an enemy then when the enemy does appear it is outside of the group rather than one of their own I think Midnight was better written but I enjoyed Planet of the Dead more. Yep, mm, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay and my general comments now 
now. I love it that the Doctor has to navigate an automated menu. Also, I like that the Doctor asks which file was Malcolm's favourite and noted that they handled the giant robot wrong. <laughs> Interesting how they showed that although the TARDIS is in the Doctor's head, it's not in Christina's, so she can't understand the alien's language. You don't get to see that very often. Wait, though. An entity turning thriving civilizations into sand. Way to steal the crystalline entity from Star Trek mm. RTD. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cool-looking swarms, though. Lady Christina is a fun companion as a one-off, but she would get tedious after a while. I'm glad she flies off at the end. I do like Malcolm. I hope <laughs> we see more of him in the future. Why did they call Unit instead of Torchwood? <laughs> Your song is ending soon. Very nice allusion to the Ud. I'll just step inside the police box and arrest myself. Ha! Overall, good stuff. More, please. Lizanne. Thank you, Lizanne. Thank you, Lizanne. Yeah, well. Thank you, Lizanne. I think she makes a good point about midnight. Yeah. The uh, general claustrophobic atmosphere, because Planet of the Dead, they could just step outside and have private time just to get yeah. their heads together. It's very much like that Red Dwarf episode where um, Rimmer went nuts and locked them all in Quantity, single quarters. Yeah. 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 They're essentially trapped in a still can. Yeah. With Planet of the Dead, the tangible threat is visible. I.e., they're on an alien planet, they've got this swarm running towards them. Yeah, yeah. and they with, can do something to help. Yeah, and with uh, Midnight, the threat was intangible because it was the voice. It was one of them. It was inside. You couldn't actually pinpoint who or what it was. Psychological, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, any more letters? And we have one final one from Joshua. Hello again, Joshua. Hello again. Mm. Hi, gang. Just wanted to share a couple of newsy tidbits. Number one, happy Star Wars Day. (laughs) First time I've ever heard it. May the 4th. The 4th of May. Yeah, May the 4th. May the 4th, get it. (laughs) It's unofficially known as Star Wars. Day, it being a Monday, I'm not really in a celebratory mood, but I wondered if any of you did or doing have ever done anything to celebrate <laughs> Star Wars Day. <laughs> Well, today no. over in the UK is actually a bank holiday, so we've all had a day off, so mm. we're quite happy with Star mm. Wars yeah. Day. Yeah. I watched Star Wars today, does that count? Did you? Mm. Yes. It does, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Sounds like a great tradition to start. <laughs> I'm wearing a Yoda badge. Mm. <laughs> and he got a Yoda birthday mm. card. Yep. 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 Interestingly, according to Wikipedia, the LA City Council declared May the 25th, 2007, as Star Wars Day to commemorate the 30th anniversary of the release of Star Wars. Okay. They stopped short of making it an annual observance. Too bad. <laughs> a missed opportunity there, I'd say. <laughs> Two, I just saw a TV trailer of the upcoming G.I. Joe film adaptation. Longest trailer I've ever seen in or out of a theatre. <laughs> I didn't time it, but it felt like it ran for about four minutes. <laughs> it seems to bear no resemblance to the old cartoon. Not that I really watched it, of course. No. Looks like it's going to be this year's Transformers. Big, loud, and aimed at a very specific demographic. Anyway, the big surprise there was the appearance of The Doctor. Ooh. It's played by Christopher Eccleston. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. I'd like to point out that IDW are doing the comic strip adaptation of this film right yeah and as Christopher Eccleston is playing the bad guy yeah in a couple of the panels they have put Billy Piper and David Tennant looking at him rather curiously <laughs> really <laughs> right in the background of a couple of the panels you yeah, see yeah. this tall guy in a long tan overcoat mm, yes. and this blonde girl standing <laughs> next to him sort of pointing going huh? <laughs> good to see he's, he's working I'm still not going to see it of course even though I did enjoy Chris's turn as the Doctor this film is just not my cup of tea yeah. that's all from me for now can't wait for the next episode. Yours, Joshua. Thank, Thank you, you again, Joshua. Did they ever show the G.I. Joe cartoon over here? I, I think don't know. Done, I don't yeah. know. It, it's don't beyond know. my time. Yeah. I was working when they... Certainly when in the that was in. UK Transformers comic, weekly comic book, they did have a section in the back, which is a few pages of okay. G.I. Joe. Hmm. All right, <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for writing. Lovely thank to you. hear from yes. you all. Thank you. Yes. Thank thank you. Be sure to carry on. And thank oh, you. And, and thank you. Oh, and, and thank you. And, and thank you. If you'd like to get in touch, you can write to us by email. 
email to show at staggeringstories.net. So, unfortunately, that brings us to the end of another show. But, however, in the next one, more of the same. More genial lunacy. (laughs) (laughs) More fun, frivolity and jollity. More news and reviews. So, from me, this is Crumbly saying, be seeing you. Bye. Goodbye. I've got a bad feeling about this. Oh, tell me about it. You have been listening to the Staggering Stories Podcast, Series 1, Number 45, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Andy Simpkins, Fake Keith, and the real Keith Dunn. The music expressed here are those of the speaker and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers on the side. No copyright infringement is intended. This podcast is an El Presidente production for www.staggeringstories.net. I would do a little bit of music, but I've been told it will be cut. Instead, here are my bird calls. <laughs> Let's do shadow puppets. Okay. (laughs) A bird. Yep. What about this one? As a tortoise. Tortoise. Okay. This one. Velociraptor. Oh, very good. (laughs) Do the um Ferrari. The Ferrari. Hang on, hang on. That's really good. Rabbits. Rabbits, yes. Mm. Rabbits. Happy rabbits. Sad, Sad rabbits. Angry rabbits. I hit my microphone. Oh, no. Oh, no. What about this one? <gasps> it's the signing of Magna Carta in 1203. God, yeah, it's the one you've got moustaches there. Yeah, it's it? good, isn't and it? Like, um, do you notice where the thumb is? Hang on. Mm. Is that meant to be a gunboat? Oh, God. <laughs> there you go, it's a long ship now. Oh, that's better. And the way that you sort of flourish a quill as well. I know, it does take some good. doing, do you know? Yeah. You just move your little finger very quickly. Yeah. And do you actually see um, you? Patrick X, I mean, uh, Patrick Stewart? Oh, Patrick X. Is <laughs> it <laughs> the white version of <laughs> Malcolm? <laughs> I want to know, is, is he in or out of the swimming trunks? <laughs> oh, he's, he's fully out clad. Of him, out of him. <laughs> <laughs> Probably would know, having rubbed shoulders. And other body parts. Ew! <laughs> <laughs> Didn't need to know that. No. Uh, he was well, right at the end for only for a few seconds and he's walking in it. Bless you. Swine flu. <gasps> he's a swine. Now go and wash your hands. And you've got to destroy the tissue. It says so on the telly. Does it? Mm. Incinerate That's only to prevent other people catching it. If I've already got it, it doesn't matter really. Oh uh, yeah, but the germs could jump over here. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so hot. I can't call it swine flu anymore. Why? Um, apparently, well, scientists over here just, you know, they're just going to refer to it by its um, H1N1 uh, strain. It's not as catchy though. No. And it doesn't fit so well in a headline. No. And you couldn't tell people that the best way to cure it is with some ointment. Uh, Excuse me? Yes? Is real life allowed in here? Oh, we're sorry. (laughs) (laughs) sorry, There's no real life in swine fluid. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Your mother smells of elderberry lichy and father likes it up against walls with sailors.